Hey, Cleaning Nation, welcome to the Grow My Cleaning Company podcast. We've got a special new and improved intro. For the first time in three years, we're doing an open to the public live event. It is limited to 12 amazing owners of cleaning companies that are doing six figures and want to do seven. You cannot sign up. You have to only get a call and see if you're a fit. But if you want info, growmycleaningcompany.com forward slash live, growmycleaningcompany.com forward slash live. If you would like info on hanging out with me, my bride, 11 other six figure entrepreneurs who want to do seven, and get the entire clean profit method to the best of my abilities in just about three days. GrowingCleaningCompany.com forward slash live. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here. We have the amazing, the lovely, the hopefully properly pronounced Lindsay Bjorkland. Good yeah, good, huh? All right. Okay. There's a J and a K. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in her name. So it's if you're like, well, what's so hard about that? Read it and then say it. Bjorkland's a tough, tough road to hoe there, kids. Um, Lindsay is our um, customer success manager. She fills in pretty much all the gaps between like just with any administrative stuff. Like we have coaches that yell and scream and say, here's what to do and how to do it and all that sort of stuff. But anything other than that, Lindsay helps. And then she also helps fill in with what that could look like in your business. So um, what I want to talk about today is a bunch of stuff we want to cover. So first, um, this is really for owners of cleaning companies who want to go from six figures to seven, right? So if you're only doing five figures yet, these concepts will help, but I really want to focus on people that are doing six, trying to get to seven. If you're only doing seven, wanting to do multiple sevens, you'll still need these concepts, but you're just going to need to put them at a higher level. So that's depending on where you are, that's how you kind of want to come to this podcast. Now that said, for people that are listening to this live or near live, I've got, this is our official, like we've kind of put some drops and some hints, but this is our official coming out. Um, we are recording this uh, March 6th. I don't know when it'll be released. Let's get this next, Lindsay. So it'll be released the next, yep. before March 11th. Um, we are doing our first live event open to the public. So we do them for our next level members, but you can't, if you're not a member and invited and all that, you can't come. So just where any human being that's got six figure company and wants to go to seven, um, we're doing that April, I don't know, sometime in April 17th, I think um, here in Scottsdale, we've rented a massive multi-million dollar mansion that is gorgeous. Um, we're limited to 12 owners of cleaning companies. It's going to be myself and my bride locked in this beautiful mansion. And we'll probably go out and do some fun stuff. And it's for six-figure owners trying to go to seven figures. So if you want info on that, growmycleaningcompany.com forward slash live, check it out and get all details there. That said, um, that is going to focus on for four days or you know, two days, three nights, check whatever, Friday through Monday kind of a thing. Um, how to do this. And we're going to try and distill down into the best we can in 20 minutes, which obviously is going to be a small snippet. So the big thing I found, and this is why it's ideal for Lindsay to be here, is people think when they want to go from six figures to seven, or they want to get out of working in their company, start working on it, they think it, the magic is just an operations manager. If I could just have that person that would do everything, then my life would be grand. Um, the reason I want to have Lindsay here is she is such a great paradox example of this in that she is awesome, but my business would run, from my perspective, would run fairly smoothly with or without Lindsay, not to devalue what she does, quite the opposite, because she's done such a good job she has made herself not the choke point. And I think wrong core values fit people get a weird possessive. I don't want anyone to understand it because I want my value. It's some weird thing where they think their value is going to be higher if they're the only one that knows how to do it. 
it actually becomes lower. Lindsay's far more valuable to me because she creates the standard operating procedures without me asking and is always thinking about how can I make sure somebody else does this or can do it. And when I'm on vacation, she tells me, and I'm like, huh, what? Yeah, I don't, fine, do what you want. I have no idea how many vacation days she took last year. Don't care because everything runs great. Uh, she should probably take more because it doesn't really affect us. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the big distinction I want to make is the reason our business runs so well from my perspective with or without Lindsay, our key op, you know, would be your equivalent to operations manager. Certainly doesn't hurt that Lindsay's amazing and she helped us get here for sure. And she's the best example, right? Most of you may not get a Lindsay the first shot out or even the second shot or the third shot or ever get a Lindsay. But as good as she is, she's not the magic. The system and the, the processes are magic. Lindsay's great because she's a core values match. She gives a crap. She wants to see things go well. Um, but I don't want you to be like, how can I find a Lindsay? I want you to go, how can I set up my systems and processes so I can plug in any Lindsay, any smart, intelligent, hardworking core values match human being can do the job and they're semi-interchangeable, right? So that said, that's the foundation I want to lay from my perspective. I would love to hear, and Lindsay's in a beautiful position because she experiences it for what she does for us. And she talks to you guys all the time. So she knows what that what it really looks and feels like when you guys try and hire an operations manager and what you guys think it's going to look like. So the floor is yours, Lindsay. That's kind of where I wanted to start. You've, I'm sure you've got thoughts. Yeah. Um, so my first thought is just to loop on to something you said earlier about having a person that is in that operations manager role where they're the weak link in the chain, so to speak, where you know they think they're not a core values match because they're thinking that oh, if I let someone know my secret, my secret sauce to help running this company, then, you know, they're going to get rid of me or something like that. I've found that the best people that to work with are people that think of the big picture of the company first. So they're the people thinking, hey, what can I do? Like our core value, one of them is to help out. Like, what can I do to make this run as smooth as possible, even if I'm not here? Like you want people in my opinion, if you're going to run a company to have that basis, like that foundation right away. I think that's important. Even in my, um, with my VAs, like Apple helping me, she's always thinking of ways to help the overall company and make things run smoother. So even Apple, sometimes she doesn't even need to be here because she's put up systems too. So <laughs> that's just one aspect of it. Um, and something else, Mike, I kind of want to, this might open a can of worms, but I'm going to go for it. Um, something that I've found that's been really helpful to clean business owners is the different roles you outlined recently at one of our live events. We've done a podcast on it. I believe there's like eight roles in the cleaning company, um, that people can refer to previous podcast episodes. I forget the number. Sorry about that guys. But, um, yeah, if you refer to that, I think that outline is a great way for cleaning business owners to work on their company and get more out of the owner operator role, less operating, more owning, if that makes sense. So I'll hit that. The problem is I say stuff and then it's like, that makes me want to say stuff. And then she says <laughs> stuff. And I, so I know where you want me to go and I will go there, but I want to hit, hit two quick things first. Yeah. One, um, it really is a core values match. So Lindsay came with her attitudes and beliefs about how she should relate with the people she works with and what her role might be in that company and how she should serve and be served. I did not create that in her to any degree. That's who she was before we met. And it is who she shall continue to be after, you know, she doesn't work here. Um, 
what I can do is show her what that can look like in our place and really kind of stoke that fire. Like it's already going. I can, you know, you know like mm-hmm. you know, you're blowing on the fire to try and get it to go bigger. That would be my job. It's not to start the fire. It's not to convince her you think this, but if you're here, you're going to act like that. It's a fool's errand. Lindsay would resent me for trying to change her. I would resent her for being so unchangeable and it just wouldn't work. But when she's already doing that, it's much easier for me to like, all right, here's how that can, here's how you can play. Here's how your role, who you already are, can really connect to what we're doing. And by the way, it works both ways. If Lindsay's like, I don't want anyone to know anything because it'll decrease my job performance. What that would look like from the owner's spot is I don't ever want them to leave and they have to be here. And if they leave, I'm unhappy. And as much as I love Lindsay and personally would be like one of our uh, mindset coaches, Tracy just moved on to bigger and better things. And we're all like, Oh, we miss Tracy. We love her. But I wasn't like, dang it. You know, like hopefully I think she's buying some businesses and I'm like, great. That's that's what, as long as you're great. Right. So it's a two way street, right? Like we want Mm -hmm. what's best for Lindsay. And as long as that's part of our company, and I hope that's for a long time, then I want her here. But if what's best for her in her life is not part of our company, as much as I love her and selfishly want her to be around, then I don't want that to be here. And I think Lindsay reciprocates that with, yeah, I want to give value. And if and when I'm not giving value, I should go somewhere else where I can give value. It's pretty, it's really a low self-esteem thing to be like, I don't have enough inherent value. I have to like trick someone into hiring me. Um, and then as owners, we're like, I am being held hostage by this person. I have to trick them to stay or compulse them to stay, or it just gets into really gross we're using one another relationship. And as soon as I feel like I can't use her or she's getting more out of me than I'm giving to her, I, I fire her and vice versa. When she feels that way, she quits. And it's just, as opposed to this non-compulsory, I've created this, have fun, make money, be real, help out environment. And she's like, I was walking the earth kind of enjoying those kinds of relationships anyway. And now I can put my talents to something that I believe in with people I believe in and enjoy. It's much, it's just a very different kettle of fish. Okay. That said, I want to share a quick story. I think it was Verizon. I don't know. One of the major phone carriers had a guy that had figured out, he's getting, I don't know, whatever he made, 50 grand a year, whatever a Verizon guy gets made. He figured out how to outsource it to somebody for half. So basically they were doing his job and making half, he was paying them half and keeping the half. And then he just had his whole time free, which I think is genius. They fired him. Um I would have given that guy a raise and be like, you are now in charge of cutting all of our costs in half. <laughs> and like, what the what, right? So I just want to encourage you guys have that attitude of when your people are like Lindsay, I hold her responsible for an outcome, not hours. Mm-hmm. So I literally don't know if it takes her two hours a week to do her job or 42 hours a week. And I'm guessing some weeks it's somewhere in between all of those, but I really don't care. It's like, well, hold on. We're paying you a 40 hour because she's on a salary with some bonuses, but it's based off a 40 hour work week. You know, it's a full-time expect, you know, result. Um, I don't really care as long as the result gets done good. And she's honoring our core values. I, if there's a week she's like, don't let Mike know. I only work 12 hours. Like she's not in trouble. I don't care. Um, if she works 50 hours one week, I'm, as long as it's one week and not nine weeks in a row, like that's fine. So I just want to encourage you outcome, outcome, outcome. We get Based on, I need to hire, here's the biggest mistake. I need to hire a VA. What are they going to do? I don't know. What that really means is a bunch of the crap I don't want to do, I'm going to throw on their lap and run like hell. And then we get confused when they get overwhelmed or they quit or they're not happy or they want more money. We want to get a crystal clear outcome, which brings us to what Lindsay actually asked, which is what are the outcomes that we have? So this is a full training. I think I did it the next level event for 90 minutes and we've still had to follow up with it. So I'm going to give you 
some, I don't say highlights, but I want you to get the concepts, uh, you know, and again, big fat tease. If you come to the event, we will go through this in person with 12 of you and make sure that you leave with this done, but I'll do the best I can uh, with what we have. So the first concept is thin slicing. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. So... We do the same thing with cleaners. Um, people want to have full time. I need full-time cleaners. My cleaners need full-time work. They can't pay their bills, blah, 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 blah. Never the truth. Um, some people need 40 hour a week work. No offense. They probably should be cleaning toilets for 15 bucks an hour, right? That's not enough. Like if you really need this to feed your family, get more skills or go do something that pays better. Um, there's lots of people like, I just want a part-time income. I just want a community to hang out with. I just want time away from my kids. I just want a better Christmas. I just want to save up for a trip. I just want people have all sorts of wants that aren't necessarily, I need 40 hours. Now, some people need 40 hours, but that doesn't mean you owe them a job. Like you just say this, you know, if Lindsay can't think of a demand she would make that, you know, I don't want to talk to people. Like I, I, I want to work with a shop. I just want to talk to people. Like, that's fantastic, Lindsay. You have every right to set that boundary in your life. This job is not for you. <laughs> like I'm not mad at her. We're not going to fist fight. It's just that I don't have, this job is now no longer a fit. That's all. If I told Lindsay, hey, everything's fine. I just, you know, you need to be physically here and we don't even have an office. We're all virtual, but in my house here in Phoenix, this is my new office. You have to be here as much as Lindsay loves it. She's married and she would probably go, I love you, man. But that's, if that's what this job requires. I'm, and she wouldn't be like, that guy's an a-hole and, you know, leave me back. She'd just be like, it needs that. I have this. No big deal. So we got a thin slice and we're going to thin slice based on what our company needs, not on what some subset of our talent pool says they need whether it's a cleaner or whatever, I need $50,000 a year. Well, then you're just not a fit. So cleaners, 40 hours. I need 40 hours. So that's not a fit. So we're going to thin slice it, right? We want 10 cleaners working 20 hours a week, not five cleaners working 40 hours a week. When it comes to operations manager, one, all we're doing is moving the choke point down the thing. So if Lindsay, I just dumped everything in her lap and ran like hell, nine times out of 10, she's going to quit in a couple of months. The one time she doesn't, now, when she does quit, get sick, take a vacation, go whatever. Now she's do. I just moved the choke point for me to her. So as long as she's here and healthy and doesn't want to hold me hostage, which she will eventually, because she realizes, wait a sec, you need me more than I need you. I guess it kind of sort of works, but I've kind of constantly got this tension. And when she knows I need her more than she needs me, it gets real squishy in terms of her. Like I do what I want when I want and how I want. And because she knows, well, if I fire her now, I'm back in it. So all of a sudden, the quality of work goes down and down and down. And it kind of gets this ugly point where Lindsay's like, I'm doing the least I can do, the most I can, not because Lindsay's a bad person, this is how humans work. The least I can do, and I'm going to wring everything out. And I'm tolerating, like, and we kind of are like, she's like, how far can I push this before you actually fire me? And it's always way farther than it should be. And I'm going, how, what's the least amount of standards I can actually hold you to so you don't quit? which just sucks the life out of both of our relationships because we haven't thin sliced. I gave her too much. I gave her tasks to do and not outcomes that I wanted. We weren't clear on what her skill set was. I wasn't clear on outcomes at all. So it's always just going to keep coming back, back, back to outcomes. So I will, in the time that we've got, I'm going to let Lindsay kind of jump in, give her feedback. And I'll give a couple of examples what positions and outcomes might be. But I'm sure you have thoughts on any and all of what I've said, good, bad, or indifferent that would uh, bring some value to clean nation before I go on. Oh, yeah. Just in general, thin slicing is 
major. That's that's actually something I learned from growing my cleaning company. I never th- I've managed different teams before, never thin sliced at all. Just had all general people doing the same thing that could be interchanged at any time. And honestly, people just did kind of like a mediocre job. So I think when you thin slice and get someone that's really good at a specific thing, you're going to have a better outcome. And the other thing that I like to do with thin slicing is always have a backup, right? Like you don't want, again, if you have someone really good at one thing and you thin slice them, that person is sick or God forbid something happens to them, then you still have that weak link in the chain. So just want to add that in there. So let's give a couple of, and thin slicing just means as opposed to the operations manager, we jump, dump a ton of things on him. We start breaking everything down by outcomes that we want, not tasks we feel need done. And I don't know why people do that, but the task I need, I need you to edit the podcast and I need you to go into the Facebook group and kick out bad people. And I need you to book, you know, our coaching calls, post that in the Facebook group and send over an email. I can't even think of all the silly things that I should say silly, but detail oriented things that we do. I could go to the end of time and I'll bet you if Lindsay and I had took 10, 15 minutes to put all the to do she and her team were supposed to do, we'd probably get half of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when I go, Lindsay, your job is customer success manager. The outcome is our customers get the results that they came for. How do we track that? Well, we track where they're at when they come and we track where they're at when they leave. And we track if they go into our next level program and how long they stay. Because typically if they go into the next level program, and many, if not most do, not because they didn't get good results. And if they stay, it's not because they didn't get good results. Easy peasy. And then being the big brain Lindsay has, she goes, well, if I want them to be happy, they should show up to the calls. And if they're show up to the calls, I should probably send them an email. It's like, or if I'm not going to do it, I'll have Apple. Do. So yeah. she starts, she creates her own to-do list based off the outcome that I gave her. And as long as it's a compelling outcome that she's excited about and has a tool she needs, she can make that happen. Thin slicing is just getting smaller and smaller outcomes. Mm-hmm. So the outcome that we want to hire for our cleaning company is I can sit on a beach in the Bahamas and they run the whole thing, but somehow I get all the profit and they do all the work. Like that's just not, realistic. Like if I told Lindsay that, Hey, I'm going to take all the money for that, you know, cause she has her little silo, but there's things that I do and Jared and Suzanne, like we all have our own thing. But if she was doing all the work at some point it's, and she's, and as an owner, we're like, Oh, how terrible she wanted to take my business. I'm like, well, I don't know how stupid am I trying to think she's going to do all the work. You know, it just doesn't work that way. So thin slicing, she has to have her lane that she runs in. And then because her outcome is so big, make sure our customers have a good experience and get the results. She has teams that she read thin slices and they're all, they're all, cross-trained. So what thin slicing might look like for you or thick slicing is I sit on a beach and run the company or you run the company and take a small amount of the money. I sit on the beach and take the bulk of the money. Great. Good luck. You know, let me know if you get that sorted out. I've never seen that work. Thin slicing might be, I've got my list up here. Um, obviously cleaner, you know, and a lot of times with this big mistake, I've got a cleaner that's great. So I'm going to have them be my operations manager. Well, let me be honest with you. A good operations manager probably integrated cleaning, and a good cleaner probably integrated operations manager, because um, we're we haven't we're not clear on the, usually they're just a good core values fit, which is great. The core values is huge, but they still have to have the skill set. Like Lindsay's a great core values fit. If I asked her to do Jared's job and run, you know, spend a million dollars on Facebook a year, she's nodding. For those of you that are on, on YouTube, she's shaking like, nope, her head. No, nope, I'm so. Nope. I think nope, she's like, nope. I will come to feed the Phoenix office before I will do the Jared's. <laughs> you know, and same thing. Jared's super core values match and a great guy and really good at getting results on on paid advertising. If I asked him to do Lindsay's job, he'd probably put a bullet in his head. He's just not good at it. He wouldn't like it. He wouldn't. He's not qualified. Like. 
just wouldn't work. So the thin slicing is the outcome. So with Jared, perfect example, like make sure that for this, we get this amount of appointments for this amount of dollars, easy peasy outcome. So thin slicing would be cleaner is not a good operations manager, operations manager, not a good cleaner. And we still need a thin slice cleaner even down further. So let's go on. Typically the first, one of the first things we need to get rid of or should get rid of, even though we don't is scheduler more for residential than commercial, but still you get the concept. Someone doesn't show up or calls in or whatever, whatever, whatever. That would be the operations manager. That's its own thing. You don't need to hire. That's not something you tag on to somebody else. That's one person. That's all they do. And again, you're like, well, that's only takes me some weeks. There's zero hours. And some weeks there's Two or three, like an average, not that, yeah, I get it. So maybe we only pay that guy 300 bucks a month or gal. Maybe they're in the Philippines. Maybe they've got 10 other contracts. That's all fine. But you got to, we we move our thing from that's a hard job and I do it and I can't tag it on. So we make up all these weird stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to just, I'm going to thin slice it. There is someone in the world that would be very happy for an additional 300 bucks in income for an hour a day to be ready if someone calls in and deal with that headache. So easy peasy, right? Next would be a bookkeeper. You know, a lot of times we have the office manager do that or we have our accountant do it, but then our accountant does a bunch of other stuff. They do our taxes and it's like, let's then slice that out. Whoever does your taxes probably shouldn't be keeping your books. Whoever keeps your books uh, shouldn't be looking at your books. And they go, you know, I'll say stuff to someone like, what's your cost of goods sold? What was your revenue last month? What's your revenue last month versus a year ago? Oh, my bookkeeper handles all that. No, your bookkeeper's job should just get you. Then Lindsay made a face like, I just fed her a worm. Um, <laughs> And not a cleaned off one, like right out of the dirt work. Like it was a very not interested face. Um, so even the bookkeeping, we can thin slice from this person prefers by taxes. This person, i.e. the person in the mirror, takes the data that the bookkeeper provides and makes decisions. But we put that into one clumpy person. A lot of people trust their bookkeeper, their accountant to make a bunch of business decisions. That would be like trusting me as your business coach to file your taxes. Trust me, that's they're very different, very different things. Uh, customer happiness manager. So we have the that's really what we think we do operate. Someone to you know talk with the customers, but we don't give a clear outcome, right? Like just make sure they're happy. Like, is it churn rate? How often people quit? How many negative reviews versus positive? So are you hopefully starting to see that these are all different things and we need to thin slice them? But most of the time we just put that into one big chunk. All right. I think that's about the most we can give in kind of a little chunk here. Anything to add, Lindsay, before we wrap it? No, I think you covered it awesomely. That's definitely something next level, like to get six figures to seven figures for your owners, for sure. Yeah. And again, if you're five, if you're sub six, I don't think you really need any of this stuff. Just kind of get, just get out of cleaning, get your margins over 20%. If you're um, wanting to get from six to seven, this is going to be almost required and definitely make your life so much easier. If you're already at seven and want to go to multiple sevens, you're just going to have to do this at a higher level. You might have two or three admins, but they're non-thin sliced or thick sliced. They're all based on to-dos, not outcomes. Um, so like I said, if you want more help with this, so generally you go to growmycleancovery.com. That's got all the uh, 900 podcasts and our on-demand training and all the good stuff. The live event, I haven't done one in three years. If it works, maybe we'll do another one. If it doesn't, this might be the last one for three years. We don't know. Go to growmycleancovery.com forward slash live. Uh, I don't even think you can buy anything there because uh, it is. There's only 12 spots um, that are handpicked. I'm not going to move into a mansion with a bunch of strangers. So all you can do is book a call uh, with me to see if it's even a fit. So check it out: growingcleancovery.com forward slash live, growingcleancovery.com for everything else. Uh, hope that was helpful. Uh, give give us feedback on what you like and don't like, and uh, we'll talk soon. See ya. Well, here we are, the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. 
Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.